Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we look ahead to the new English Premier League season. Which team is most likely to win it? Which African players will shine? And which managers have made the best signings? We hear from fans here in Zimbabwe. If you are going to look at the depth of the team as a whole, then definitely we have got Manchester United, Manchester City and Chelsea. Also, we speak to Enno Ayong, the Cameroon midfielder who's played for Ajax in the Netherlands, for Fulham in the English Premier League and is currently in Belgium with Standard Liège. Football can really, really reunite and bring together a lot of different cultures for a common purpose and a common goal. Also, we ask whether Gambian winger Modu Barrow's move to Reading in the English Championship is a good one. That's later, but first, it's back. The English Premier League season underway this weekend and our European football expert Stuart Weir is with us from the UK. Well, Stuart, lots to talk about, exciting stuff. Uh, firstly, how would you assess the chances of last season's champions, Chelsea? Chelsea clearly had the best squad of players last season because they won the league and they have brought in Bakayoko from Monaco and Alvaro Morata from Real Madrid for allegedly more than $80 million. Uh, Morata, that is. And also Antonio Rudiger from Roma. So if you had the best squad of players to start with and you bring in three top-quality, experienced players, well, I mean, you must be getting better. And Antonio Conte seemed to settle very quickly into Premier League as manager. But, you know... When you go through history, Alex Ferguson was one of the very few managers who managed to win back-to-back league championships. And whether Conte can work his magic as easily in the second season, I think is a very big question. Sure, so that statistic against Chelsea, but no doubt leading contenders. And uh, Stuart, a lot of transfer activity from Manchester City and from Manchester United. Uh, Does that put them among the top contenders this season? No, I think without any doubt, the manager who's under most pressure this year is Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. Because, of course, he's a proven winner at Barcelona, at Bayern Munich. He came into Manchester City and... I mean, it's it's churlish, perhaps, to say that a team finishing in the top four had a poor season. But with all the money that Manchester City have spent, not just under Guardiola, but over the past few years, anything less than competing for the Premier League title, and let's be honest, for most of the season they didn't look like winning it, is an underachievement. Now, they've brought in Danilo from Real Madrid, Mendy, from Monaco, and most surprisingly, I think, Kyle Walker from Tottenham for over $50 million. Now, the former England international, Gary Lineker, tweeted, $50 million for Walker, imagine what he'd be worth if he could cross the ball. And, you know, Kyle Walker is a very good player, but the reason he's leaving Tottenham is he's lost his starting place. And interesting that... Manchester City are willing to pay that amount of money for somebody who struggled to 
get a starting place in another Premier League club. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Guardiola. I mean, players like Fernando, Nolito, Kolarov have all left as Guardiola tries to put his own stamp on the squad. And, of course, Kelechi Iheanacho has gone to Leicester City. In a way, that's a good move for him, but a little bit sad that after making an excellent start at Manchester City, he simply couldn't get enough game time to prove what he was capable of. Now, Manchester United are in the Champions League by virtue of winning the Europa League. They couldn't quite manage a top-four place under uh, Mourinho in his first season. Now, they have bought a defender, Victor Lindelof, from Benfica, and they picked up two really excellent, proven Premier League players. Romelu Lukaku from Everton, who, of course, has scored 20 goals in each of the last three seasons, and Nemanja Matic from Chelsea, Now, I thought he was an outstanding player at Chelsea, a real player who is a box-to-box midfield player and who commands midfield. And, of course, the reason that he has left Chelsea is just all the new signings. He just doesn't see that uh, he's going to be a first choice anymore. And just on Manchester United, we have to just acknowledge, of course, that Wayne Rooney has gone. And um, I thought that was well done because... uh, Mourinho said he was sorry he was going, but he understood that Wayne needed to play more. Um, Some Man United fans think that this could come back to haunt them and wouldn't bet against uh, Rooney scoring for Everton and Everton beating Manchester United, but let's watch out for that. My gut feeling is that Manchester United will challenge for the league this year, finish second or third. Whether they can actually win it is a big question. Sure. Well, lots of hopes uh, for Manchester United fans, no doubt. Um, What about uh, Arsenal, Stuart? Arsenal were in disarray at the end of last season. Was Wenger staying? Was he going and all that? Was Sanchez and Ozil on their way out? And in the end, Arsenal have gone for the status quo. Arsene Wenger's got a new contract. So far, Sanchez is staying. I think Ozil will definitely stay. I say so far with Sanchez because, of course, there are three weeks of the transfer window left. And I think that Arsenal will be nervously watching the days pass in the hope that Sanchez really does commit to stay for another season because he is, without question, their most vital player. Now, the only player they've brought in is Alexander Lasseret, from France and Lyon, France. And, yeah, a good player. It'd be interesting to see whether he can adjust quickly to the Premiership. Arsenal, to me, didn't quite have a big enough squad to win the league last season. And it'll be interesting to see what it looks like this year. Yes, absolutely. Um, as well as Arsenal, we've got to Tottenham perhaps in with an outside chance and uh, certainly Liverpool fans hoping that this might be their year. But uh, big question marks uh, as to their activity or lack of it really on the transfer market. Well, stay with us, Stuart. Uh, later on, uh, we'll talk about Modu Barrow, the uh, Gambian winger who's moved to Reading in the English Championship. We'll get Stuart's thoughts on whether that's a good move or not. 
Well, this week here on Planet Sport Football Africa, we're looking ahead to the brand new English Premier League season. Let's hear the views of fans here in Zimbabwe. My colleague Howard Musonza spoke to supporters. I think this is going to be a very difficult season for, for Chelsea. As the defending champions, every team would want to, to beat Chelsea. But I think we have got a good, very good team and capable of defending the, the, the title. Morata versus Diego Costa. Ah, it's a difficult one. I, I would definitely prefer Diego Costa, but let's give Morata a chance. I think we would come good. You are a Liverpool supporter. Looking at last season, we struggled when Coutinho was injured. And for Coutinho to go this season, when we are playing in the Champions then it's going to be a difficult year for Liverpool. Look what uh, our, our coach club said uh, at that time when he said, we want to emulate a, a Leicester City. Then definitely we tend to wonder if Coutinho goes, how are we going to, em- how are we going to emulate that kind of a Leicester without our main men? But if you are going to look at the depth of the team as a whole, then definitely we have got Man- Manchester United, Manchester City and Chelsea. Those are the teams that I, I think are going to gun for the, for the title. Yes, we have got another Tottenham. For Liverpool, I think we are going to, fo- to be like Arsenal to fight for a top four finish. All right, so give me your top five. My top five, I think at random, I think it will be Man- Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool and uh, Man City. This year, Arsenal is going to be playing in the Champions League. Do you think now you've got a shot, probably, of winning the EPL title? Not yet. We have to buy more playmakers. I think Lacazette is good, but we need another playmaker. A replacement for Cazola. If Cazola comes back, then we'll be good. But without Cazola, mm, the midfield is not looking good. Top four, yes. But the title, I still have doubts. We'll take the Europa and finish in the top four. You are a strong Manchester United supporter. What do you think is going to happen from a Manchester United point of view? Yeah, obviously, from a Manchester point of view, we are looking forward to, of course, uh, win the title this season. You know, uh, of course, uh, it's not going to be um, very easy because you look at Mourinho. We are looking forward to, you know, to win the title this year. A number of additions as well at Manchester United. Matic, you got to look at Lindof. Do you think those guys will add probably the grit that was lacking at Manchester United? Yeah, I think uh, you look at uh, Matic, he's someone uh, with um, experience in the Premier League. Uh, something which has been uh, lacking at uh, United. Fans of the English Premier League here in Zimbabwe. And uh, Zimbabwe, one of many countries around Africa where there is a huge passion for the English Premier League. They were speaking there to my colleague Howard Musanza. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And still to come, our interview with Cameroon's Eno Ayong, who's played in the Netherlands, in England and is currently in Belgium. Well, you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download it, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show anytime on the app. Also, you can access past programs in our archive. And you can listen to the show on our website. That's planetsportfootballafrica.com. And our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. Well, now we turn to social media. We've been asking for your predictions as to who will win the English Premier League this season. And on Facebook first, Amadou Khan in the Gambia says it'll be very competitive this season because most of the big clubs have made good signings. But I think Chelsea will retain the title. 
On WhatsApp, Clement in Ghana agrees, saying, I think Chelsea will win it again. The presence of new signing Alvaro Morata has brought something unique that perhaps the other teams lack as he's been more exposed to competitive football like the Champions League. I think he'll do well with Hazard and Pedro to create goal-scoring chances. Daniel is also in Ghana. He says, I'm predicting Chelsea to win it. Uh, Other English teams have made good purchases to strengthen their squads, but I think it's Chelsea to win it. Ebrima Kante in the Gambia is also a Chelsea fan. He sent us this voice note. This EPL season will be the toughest in years to come because this year all the big teams except Tottenham have strengthened their side, especially Manchester City. Manchester United, Arsenal and Chelsea and Liverpool. As a Chelsea fan, I cannot go beyond my team, but I fancy Man City because the way they spend and in judging that Guardiola don't know nothing last year, they were trophyless last season, so this year they will come all out to at least win a trophy, especially the, the, the Premier League, so I will fancy Man City. But I will not go beyond Chelsea because I know what we can do. But this year, I'm so we are going to focus on the Champions League more than the Premier League because it's been a while since we have won it. So for me, I prefer us winning the Champions League than Premier League because for the last three years, at least we won it two times. So I will fancy Manchester City, Man United too, and, and Chelsea. The three teams are going to fight for the title. Thanks to Ebrima Kante, certainly a balanced view there. To Malawi now, and Sam Chiquilira says Manchester United will win the title. They're focused after their pre-season games, and their new signings look brilliant. Mohamed Aikinte in the Gambia agrees, saying Man United have a squad competent enough to compete for both the Premier League and the Champions League, as they've got the right players in the right positions, especially forwards now. To Sierra Leone and Rex Rose Carbgo also sees the title going to Old Trafford. He says the way they've done business so far in the transfer market is exceptional. They've got a proven Premier League striker in Lukaku and they also brought in a great midfielder in Matic who's been superb since he was signed by Jose Mourinho when at Chelsea. Fabris in Cameroon agrees, saying, I think Man United will win it this season because Mourinho now knows his players and their favourite positions. We also have a very strong squad, but still have a problem of not scoring enough goals, says Fabrice. But most importantly, we don't concede goals either. Amadou Mane and the Gambia, though, sees the title going to the other Manchester club. Last season was one of the worst for Pep Guardiola as a manager, says Amadou, but I believe with the new signings Man City have already made in this transfer window, they will win the title. And Robertson in Cameroon agrees, saying that the youngsters that Pep Guardiola has added to his squad are just right to make them very competitive and every team will have to play their best against Man City. Robertson says, for me, Pep has played his cards well and he's going to like the outcome very much. Balong Baji in the Gambia thinks Jurgen Klopp's team will lift the trophy. Liverpool could win it, says Balong. Their pre-season form show the readiness of the team, their resolute in defence and the good partnership between Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah is working well. Alpha Jallo also in the Gambia agrees, saying I'm going for Liverpool because they have all the necessary ingredients to be champions this time around. 
Their forward line was strong last season, so if they can adjust their defence line in midfield, they can surely be champions. Al Haji in the Gambia too says, I'm in for Arsenal. It's my team in England, and many underestimate us, but we can win it. Mohamed also in the Gambia agrees, saying Arsenal will win because they have good strikers and great defenders. I strongly believe there's no way to stop Arsenal from winning the league this year. Efrathar Kamanga in Malawi thinks the title will go to a different London team. He says it's Tottenham's turn because of what they've done in the previous two years. And finally, Mwinga Maimbolwe in Zambia thinks the title race is too close to call. It'll be tricky, says Mwinga, as most of the big teams have bought and invested well in new recruits. Man United are the favourites, but City and Liverpool are not far off. Well, thanks so much for all of those views. We will find out who is right when we get into May of next year and see who the champions will be in this very competitive-looking English Premier League season. Well, this week on Facebook and on WhatsApp, we're asking who will be the star African player in the English Premier League this season. Plenty of Africans who have the potential to shine. There's Mohamed Salah at Liverpool, Sadio Mane also there. Nigeria's Kelechi Iheanacho has moved to Leicester and could do well, with Wilfred and Didi among the other Africans with the Foxes. There's Victor Wanyama at Tottenham and plenty of others to choose from. So tell us, who do you think will be the star African this season? Go onto our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Well, Stuart Weir is still with us in the UK, and uh, Stuart, a player we've talked a lot about on the show, and one who you've met yourself personally, is Modu Barrow of the Gambia. Now he's joined Reading for around two million dollars. Remember when Barrow joined Swansea in the Premier League, there was much excitement. Uh, he's now back in the second-tier championship. So what do you make of this move for Modu Barrow? Well, Steve, I think that Modu Barrow's move away from Swansea was not at all surprising because, sadly, Paul Clement, who became manager halfway through last season, doesn't seem to rate him as a player. And... You may recall at the beginning of last season, Bob Bradley was the manager of Swansea and he was giving a lot of game time to Modo, but when the change of manager came, he was largely on the bench. He went to Leeds United at the end of last season and they only gave him one start. So in a way, he wasn't going to stay at Leeds, he wasn't going to stay at Swansea and he's moved to Reading. Now, Reading, which is... An interesting English word because it's the same spelling as reading, but it's pronounced reading. And it's a city about an hour to the west of London, population of about a quarter of a million. The football team is currently managed by Yap Stam, uh, the old Manchester United favourite. Last season, they got into the championship playoffs, into the final, played Huddersfield and drew only to lose on penalties. They were in the Premier League in the 2012-2013 season, but were relegated immediately. I think Reading will be a team that will challenge for the playoffs this season, or even for a direct promotion. 
And I think it's a good opportunity for Modo to establish himself and take his career on. But I do think it's vital that he succeeds because he's really been around for too many years without ever quite breaking through as a regular starter in any of his clubs. Reading lost 2-0 away to Queen's Park Rangers in their first game of the season and Modo came on as a substitute towards the end of the first half and picked up a yellow card. So... I think it's a very important season for him. I think he's got to really establish himself. I think he's got to play with confidence, attacking fullbacks, which is his best part of his game. And I think he's got to be scoring goals. I'm really interested to see how it works out for him. Absolutely, yes, uh, me too. Thanks a lot, Stuart. We wish Modu Barrow all the best at Reading in the English Championship this season. Well, now to our interview with Enno Eyong, the Cameroon midfielder who's played for Ajax in the Netherlands, Fulham in the English Premier League and is currently in Belgium with Standard Liège, having joined them in 2014. Enno has been to the Africa Cup of Nations too and helped the Indomitable Lions to qualify for the World Cup in the past. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa's Liam Flint spoke to Enno Eyong and first asked how life is at Standard Liège. So being in Standard and having a couple of African players also mixed with South American players and other European players is just another proof that football is a sport full of a lot of diversity. It gives truth, expression that football is an assembly point for a lot of cultures, a lot of nations and a lot of different races. So in itself, it proves that. For me, that's a clear message that... uh, Football can really, really reunite and bring together a lot of different cultures for a common purpose and a common goal. But still, I see it, different people all together in a team just for the purpose of football. So why do you think so many African footballers are coming to play in the Belgian First Division? Would you recommend it to people in Africa to come over and play? Well, there could be a lot of number of reasons. Maybe because Belgium has a, a more easy access for African players probably to learn, probably to to get the basics at top-level football in Europe. Probably if you're looking at uh, England, if you're looking at the Spain, if you're looking at uh, probably the Netherlands and you're looking at Italy, you would see that Belgium is a more better fit. A platform for those players coming from Africa to be introduced into European football and nurture and learn and grow before they get exposed into the Premier League, get exposed into the Bundesliga or in other top leagues in Europe. I think it's a league that, that accepts easily and creates a platform for a lot of African players to adapt and learn. So with that being said, how much have you enjoyed playing your football in Belgium? Well, like you have a whole book of different chapters, I think Belgium would, would be one of those chapters. <laughs> so there's been a lot of good memories and a lot of also bad memories, uh, positive and negatives as well. So most times I like to focus on the, on the positives and also learn from the negative, the things that didn't go well, and then take it along as part of my journey. I would say I've... Uh, Really had a great time being in Belgium, not just only in terms of football, but in terms of life in itself. It helped me to grow as a person. It's helped me to mature in a lot of things. But uh, I keep the best of memories from Belgium, even though 
I wouldn't say as far as football is concerned, I would say I experienced the maximum of the kind of things I wanted to see in football or experience in football. I wouldn't say Belgium was that place, but it still remains a part of my chapter in football. Ian, let's talk about the national team. I know it means a lot to you to have represented your country. You made over 50 appearances so far for the Indomitable Lions. What are a few of your on-pitch standout moments if you had to narrow them down to just a couple? Well, narrow them down to a couple. Of course, I got into the national team in, in the year 2018 to 2009 when you had a lot of big names in the national team and uh, were able to qualify for the 2010 World Cup. There was a special moment. And uh, for me, one of the outstanding moments was before the World Cup. We had the Nations Cup in January in Angola. And uh, I didn't start the first game, but I came in on for the next games towards to the end of the game before we came out against Egypt. For me, the beginning was really, really the most... Uh, Exciting moment for me when I got into the national team to get my first opportunity to play, play full games, and it was very memorable. One other very memorable uh, moment that I have is in 2014 when we qualified for the World Cup in Brazil. And just to be there, to be part of that team that no one expected us to go through, and we were able to beat Algeria, our victory against Algeria home 4-1. It, those are the moments you cannot trade for anything. Those are memorable moments for me. Of course, to play at the World Cup is always a big event. It's great. But in terms of that uh, experience you have in a football game where you feel really full, feel satisfied, it will be those moments in the African Nations Cup 210, my appearances, and also just to be able to help the team qualify against Algeria. Those two moments, I would pick them. Even though I had other great moments, <laughs> like friendly game against Germany 2-2 and, and other games, but those two moments were very special for me. Now, moving yeah. forward slightly, the team didn't enjoy the best Confederations Cup. I think we can say that quite comfortably. How will that be received by fans, people like yourself? Do you think they should be doing better or was that expected at the Confederations Cup? I think they did their best. I think uh, if they had done anything more than what they have done, it would have been a very good surprise for everyone. This is a team that barely has not played together for more than a year. This is a team that was put together probably before the World Cup. A lot of young players, a lot of rookies, and no one expected them to go right to the final and win it. They did it because they had determination, they had passion, they had dream. And uh, after winning the Nations Cup, they have a big test now to play against Southern American champions, Chile, uh, world champions, Germany, and that's a top level. For them, it's a good exposure. They were able to have a draw, the loss against Chile, the loss against Germany. I think that they did what they could do at their maximum best, and I think they stay together. They're going to grow, and they're going to do well in the future. So I think they did their best, what was expected of them. There was a passion, there was determination. The experience is not there yet, because you get experience only through games and through uh, top competitions like this. Then they will build on that. But in terms of... Uh, the determination and the passion and the teamwork together, they had it. Just they're going to grow together. You say that the, the experience isn't necessarily there yet. So who are you tipping to become the next big star in that squad? Do you see any young talent coming through that really excites you? Well, so far, since the 2010 World Cup, we have a player that is there, uh, Benzah Boubacar. He was in France. He played in Porto and now he's in Turkey, the Skitas. He's one of the outstanding players on the team. 
his quality. He's really progressed. He's really grown right from 2010. He's one of those players that can really be outstanding on the team. But it's a lot of weight to carry because uh, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. For now, he's really shining the light, doing his best. But it will take time to have another Mila in the team, to have another Eto in the team. Those players come once in every 50 years, <laughs> every uh, 60 years. They don't just come like that. So for now, the team really have to focus on uh, playing together and working together as a team. And for now, there really isn't one person that you can really say it's a, it's a Messi, it's a Maradona, it's a Neymar in the team. For now, Cameroon doesn't have that. We will have to depend on teamwork to be able to get results. Well, some fascinating insight there into the Cameroon national team and some of the problems of the lack of a top star like Samuel Eto'o in the Indomitable Lions squad these days. That's Eno Ayong, who plays for Standard Liège in Belgium, speaking to Planet Sport Football Africa's Liam Flint. More from Eno Ayong on next week's show. Well, that's it for the programme for this week. But on Facebook and on WhatsApp, uh, tell us who do you think will be the star African player in the English Premier League this season? There are plenty of Africans with the potential to shine. Mohamed Salah, maybe, Sadio Mane, Kelechi Iheanacho, Wilfred Ndidi, Victor Wanyama and many others too. So tell us who do you think will be the star African this season? Go onto our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.